Hi, I'm Chris from Gears and Queers. And I'm Chris from Sparkplug TV. And this, this is Fun Girly Car Time. We are filming Fun Girly Car Time. We are all in more separate locations than we usually are. Chris Landry is in Fire Island. I'm currently in Detroit. And today, our guest, Tom, from Ted Word, um, who is from Boston, uh, is you're still in Boston right now, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. I'm in Woburn right now. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, and so, yeah. Like a, that sounds like a Northeast pronunciation. Woburn. Yes. No. But thank you, Tom, for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having awesome. me. I, thank you. We're so excited. Yeah, I was telling Tom, Chris, before we logged on um, that I was just watching his super duper successful um, how to drive a manual with his Type R Civic. Yes, very um, relevant to my interests. Yes, um, mostly because of, you know, you don't have ABS or, you know, uh, anti-lock brakes. Or I, have, I have Honda. I have that part. You have Honda. You have a Honda badge and you have a four-cylinder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Six. No, oh, no, no, baby girl four. No, yeah, we're, oh, sure. we're, we're not, we're not, we don't have anti-lock brakes. We don't got st- the traction control. I have airbag at least. Airbag. <laughs> at least one. Well, yeah. My question for you, Tom, is how did you get the, did you put a GoPro underneath the steering column? Yeah, I actually just used a suction cup um, to get my feet, um, which like usually I'm like, yeah, don't film your feet. That's not a great call. I was going to um, say, did you charge for that? Like did you leave the tip jar things. out? Got to be careful. Um, there should be like a subscription service where I just drive barefoot and maybe that would earn me some more money. Patreon. Yes. You're like, okay, this one, I've got shoes on and the one on YouTube, but like you, you got to pay like 25 bucks to get the OnlyFans version where it's just barefoot. There's some porn stars that I like look up to for their like entrepreneurial prowess. And I'm always just like, man, they're fucking traveling. They're fucking, they're having fun and uh-huh. they're meeting all their friends and then they're going out dancing. And I'm like, there's a piece of me that like, I don't think I have the wherewithal to do that like on camera. Um, but I'm a little like I used to be like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. Now I'm like, oh, man, I could really fucking slay. You fit right like, in I'm gonna because I talk about this up. all the time. I talk about this all the time about how like I could do porn uh, if I wanted to, but I don't have like I don't want to. But I but I love that people I love people that You're do like, it. I could. But like I just don't want to. <laughs> no, oh god. No, that's <laughs> But like but like who am I kidding? I'm already at a point where like if people are mean to me about their like, ugh, you didn't use your blinker, which I always do. I'm like like the comments they're gonna leave about me fucking somebody on camera, oh I don't think I can handle that. I couldn't well, for body dysmorphia alone, someone would like say they would like somehow yeah. zero in on the one thing I hate the most about myself and I would just dematerialize. Yeah. That, like that would be that would be the part for me though. Well, I got a hate comment on my um uh, one of my shorts on YouTube recently that was like, You sir are a flamer. And I'm like, Are you doing something? Do you think that you're like doing like, something? Like I literally yeah. wear my brand on my shoulders do you like, ever have that moment where you're like hey and then you're like oh i'm presenting that way 100 of course uh-huh. like uh-huh. you're just recognizing what i'm doing like it's not hidden i'm doing the thing like yeah you're like yeah. i am being me and guess what me sucks dick and cock like wow i'm a christian woman let me get my habit on um uh-huh. <laughs> let me get my habit on um speaking of speaking of dick and cock and sex i um I met, so I found out about Ted Word through a hookup. <laughs> what? No. That's like. I don't think I knew this. I, okay. 
So I, I will post, I will bleep. post hookup. You like, he was like, Hey, do you want to watch something? And like puts a video on. No, no. <laughs> and so. it was your, it was your how to drive stick video. And it was like, look at his feet. Look at his feet. <laughs> oh yeah. It was fucking feet. Um, no, it was, so I'll bleep his name and I'll like cut it. But like his name's he okay, is like 72 billion of those. I yeah, don't know his last, last name. I don't know. his. What's last he look name? like? What's his Instagram? He's, He's taller. He's got a huge dick. <laughs> you know, I don't like say. Can I just say, I thought I was going to be the faggiest one on this call today in Fire Island. And you you girls are just the dick and the cock. And it's all, I just love it. I know. I'm actually surprised more by Tom talking right now than I Well, we've never this had guy these. Sounds like, this guy also just sounds like the best marketing tool because of his tool. Because he's giving me, like, you're like, oh, I had this great sexual experience. And he turned me on to you. Which is not like, oh, this fucking schlubby asshole who gave, <laughs> who gave nothing. Who you gave you can't buy that kind of marketing, right? That's like, no, that's you really organic. can't. Yeah, that's it's organic. truly organic. There were organics involved. So, okay, so so what was the context of this? So like, it was like we had just finished hooking up, and then I was like, he was like, What do you do? And I was like, because you know how it you don't know their name, and then and then you fuck, and then you get as the gays do, and then you're like, I have no idea, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. right. And <laughs> so, and then you're like and then you're like, so what's your name? What do you do? Where are you from? What do you, uh, and he, and I was like, yeah, so I just started my YouTube channel and my TikTok and like I, I review cars and stuff and I'm, I'm trying to angle it from an LGBTQ perspective. And he was like, oh my God, you should check out Tedward. He's somebody I, and I was like, oh, okay. So there's already, so you were actually the first other queer that I found out about in this space, because I thought I was like trailblazing, like I'm gonna be the only girl <laughs> Same. in the world Same. doing it. And then like I come in here and literally everybody is gay. It's so gay. Back it's like everywhere. oh my god. I love I like there's like it's so funny. You go to like press launches and you're just like, oh my god, who's gonna be on my wave? <laughs> girl, that's I told you about the Bridgestone thing. I was like, you were on wave one, and then of course Davis, our sweet girly pop, tired goddess, tired daddy. He called me and Thevis lady boys in front of the entire wave of people. He was like, where are my lady boys? And we were just like, hi. Oh, no. Davis is wonderful. I'm going to be spending some time with him on a big camping trip uh, coming up. I'm like super psyched. Are you doing the overlanding trip? Mm-hmm. Bitch. It's going to be Bitch. fun. Oh, my God. I heard about that. Jana actually just told me about that. Um, I'm going to have to. Going on that? I'm going to have to put in a hole. I don't know. Never dug. I've du- never dug my own latrine before. But you know what? I'm up for. She's trying. familiar with holes. She's just never dug one. I've just never dug one. Usually they're there. Usually we're widening. Sorry. Okay. Continue. <laughs> oh, I'm living. I'm living. This is going to be the most horrific. <laughs> when Christopher gets out of the frame, you know you're having a good time. <laughs> um, so what is? So tell me, tell us about um, this tra- tractor trailer experience that you're on right now. So I'm actually not, I'm not on it right now, but we have been doing this crazy. Uh, like so, my friend Eddie is a grid life racer. He does time attack with his FK8 Civic Type R, and then mm. my friend David. He has a GT4 Club Sport Porsche, so like factory built race car, um, and so they do grid life time attack together, and then. 
for a little while, like, you know, for the last three years, Eddie has been towing the FKA with an open trailer with the Durango, nice setup, good situation. Mm. And then David kind of comes in with the F-350 Super Duty. We're towing the thing and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, long story short, we were like, wouldn't it be nicer if we didn't have to stay at hotels? We could all be together. We don't have to bring two or three trucks and trailers. So, oh, look it, we're saving on gas. So David went out and bought a 78-foot toter home um, and trailer. So it's a 44 foot trailer. It has, it has room for three cars. It's three axle trailer. Um, the, the toter home is an, uh, is a freight liner Cascadia chassis that's been converted into an RV. It's a gooseneck trailer. Wow. So we have tons of room. Um, wow. and yeah, we're, it's a 69,000 pound rig when we're in it and uh-huh. it's, and like, uh-huh. we're allowed to drive it because, um, RV exemptions are the most ridiculous laws in the world. Um, but yeah, I've had to get terrifying. used to essentially, and I'm, we're about four to four to six feet longer than most semi trucks. So it is tricky when you need to like pull off and park somewhere and sleep or whatever. Cause oh you need God. like a little extra room in certain lots, but, um, yeah. Wow. And, and so now we just, we load it up, we drive out to Ohio and Jersey and you know, wherever the heck we're going. And, uh, we unload the race cars. We have our home in the toter home. And we also have a full like service garage and shop with air and everything wow. in, the, in the trailer. And we have wow. all of our friends commune. Like we have the, the gears and gasoline guys are good friends of ours. So like Ben and Ben um, come and they use the, like they use whatever they need for resources. And we just try to keep it really open to everybody. We cook for everybody. We, you know, we just try to make it like a big family. You know, this is giving. Spice World, that fucking thing that like oh my god tour bus that like is, is somehow like a seventy two thousand square foot mansion with like it's incredible bathrooms That's the little what, Gucci like, dress or the little Gucci dress <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yes so I don't ha- I don't have a race car right now so like I felt a little left out but at the same time like my contribution right now is like I've become a truck driver so like I can burn ten hours in a day and just like does it have twelve gears. It does. It's an automatic 12 speed by like it's automatic. 15, yeah. By 15 miles an hour, you're in six gear. Oh wow. my God. <laughs> that is like obscene. Is that a normal yeah. amount? I don't know really anything about, um, like those a 12, ge- yeah, 12, a 12 speed is, is pretty standard for an 18 wheeler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're typically, uh, from what I understand is that they're typically manual, but I'm surprised to hear that it's automatic. A lot of them are automatic now. So this one is a Detroit diesel 15.6 liter inline six with a big old turbo. It makes about 2000 pound feet of torque. Um, what? And it's just, <laughs> she's tugging. She tugging. She's yanking. Wow. Yeah. That's me amazing. on a Friday night. <laughs> tugging. <laughs> Yanking <laughs> on my conk. <laughs> <laughs> if we weren't clear, <laughs> oh my god! I like I like the I like the style of being a comedian. That's like, do you get it? Do you yeah. get it? Yes, my that's <laughs> me. That's me. That's like very like it's like very dad joke adjacent is what that is. It's that's like me. if not dad joke in line. Yeah. yeah. So that's been like, that's been a lot of the summer. I mean, we've just been traveling with that. They we're actually, we've got a, I don't, I have to look out back and see if it's here, but it's going out to Laguna Seca um, in October because they're going to go race Laguna. So I'm not sure if I'm going to that yet. Cause I got to fly out. I was originally going to drive it across the country solo. And then I realized like, wow. it's going to get really depressing. Um, wow. So I decided not to do that. You're going to drive that whole ass tractor trailer by yourself across country. Yeah. Wow. Is that, I'm depressed already. To drive? 
like What's does that, that get very tiring or is it a, a really not that difficult it's really comfortable and like it's weird because when you first start driving it 45 miles an hour feels like you're like gonna kill everybody you're like what are we doing and then eventually uh-huh. you get really used to it and i just like became one with this like i love this truck so much it's like it's my friend like i love it a lot and then now i can just chug along at 70 75 and it tops you can't go you can't the it can roll down a hill faster than 75 which you don't really want to be doing anyway but um it will it will cut power at 75 so you can't add any more throttle when you're at 75 so usually wow yeah my cruise speed is between 65 and 72 you mean that kind of makes sense that kind of sounds good. I yeah, like I don't think I don't think something that size needs to be going any faster than that. No, 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 no. It's wow. pretty, yeah. it's pretty sizable. But yeah, it's been fun. It's been an experience to be able to even operate something like that, and not just like for a ten minute review, but to uh-huh. be able to really spend like dozens of hours in the thing, just churning along. You just set the cruise controls, like, go take a shit in the back. You're like, all right, I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm That's done. The thing, if, if we swap drivers, like, if, if we're in traffic, like, stop and go traffic, like, my, David will be like, hey, you're up. I, I gotta, I'll make dinner. And so then I'll go and I'll piss and change into pajamas. And then I'll uh-huh. go and we'll hot swap, um, uh-huh. like, on the GW bridge and bumper to bumper traffic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's Do, so Does he say go piss girl? <laughs> if he doesn't, piss girl. that needs to be fixed immediately. I'm the only gay in that world. Um, like in in most of my friend groups, I'm like the token gay. So it's like refreshing when I get around other gays, other homosexuals. Yeah. But so, what was what was your first car, Tom? Like what? I, like I had a 1994 Volkswagen Golf, so Mark III, four door. Five speed, oh. two liter. It oh was that periwinkle blue color. I don't know what the actual <gasps> name of it is. And it had like a light, um, a light gray cloth interior with some like ch- pink and blue checks and stuff on it. Um, oh my God. It was, my it was car really was a Mark III Jetta 2.05 speed. Amazing. It was a 97 model. Ooh. Oh my God, this is like sisterhood. And my first car was a two-door Tahoe 99 that had the 5.7 V8 in it. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, um, we were serving cunt and you were serving trade. I was serving butch and I'm still serving butch cause I still drive a Colorado Chevy. So. <laughs> and you, you step know. out of it rattling your iced coffee like a snake and you're just like, Hee-hee. yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool. And then, so what possessed you not possessed, but like what inspired you hate that word too. Why did you buy the civic type <laughs> So the Civic Type R purchase was a little bit like, oh shit, this is good. Um, also, my my uh, M3 was becoming deceased in my brain. I'm like, the, I, have an e, I had an E92 M3. I had like 100 and something thousand miles on it. It was tired. I was tired of it. It was just starting to like have problems that are just like old car problems and old German car problems, which you are fully aware of. And it's just like, get yeah. the fuck out of my life. This is a toxic relationship. I know you're really good in bed, but fuck you in every other moment in the world. So <laughs> that was that car and it had to go. And so when the Civic Si came out, I bought one of those and then that okay. was a placeholder right. until the Type R came out. And so, didn't um, most people do that? I don't know. It was hard to get a Civic Si, honestly. Like I had to, I had to wheel and deal to get both of these cars. Um, really? Between like my dealer and then Honda Corporate. Oh my um, god! <clears throat> yeah, she was, that, she was wheel and deal. Wheel and deal. Civic Si. Whose dick do I got to suck for a Type R around here? Pretty much, apparently no one's. But I was <laughs> on the table if they wanted it. But no one took <laughs> advantage of me. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> what I have, I have to ask. 
since you had the SI and now the Type R, like, wh- how do you feel about the comparison between the two? I know they're not like apples to apples, but if you're if you're talking to somebody and they're like, I don't know if I should do an SI or a Type R, like, um, really, like, what is the biggest attraction for you to the Type R? I mean, the Type R is just a str- it's, it's as good, if not better, than my M3 was. Mm. And a lot of people can't grasp this because they're like, but it's front wheel drive. And I'm like, oh, oh, if you don't get this, like, I don't know what to do for you. But like, um, it's so good. It's so sharp. It's so eager. And it's alarmingly capable, like on a, on a back road and on a racetrack. I kind of like term, alarmingly capable. Yeah, the, the SI was so good, but it just lacked torque, which was, f- I mean, or I should say it lacked power. It had enough torque to do what it mm-hmm. needed to do. Um, but it's that 1.5 liter is not an engine that you feel like, oh, I'm going to go ring this out. Um, but the tactility was there. It had, a, had great steering. It had great brakes, great shifter, mm-hmm. um, engaging to drive. And my God, 42 miles per gallon. I fell in love with that real quick. Isn't that um, kind of nuts? Can't beat that. And it was so cheap. It was like $27,000, I think. So yeah. I thought it was a, lo- a lot of car for the money. It was sharp. People liked it. People were eager about it. People like every time someone got in it, they were psyched on it. Um, and then the type R just cranks everything up. But, you know, the downfall of the type R is just the fact that you, um, a, it's more rare. So you feel like sketchier. I, there are, I would rather park Ferraris in certain places that I go to than my Honda, because like, these are places where people still haunt us, you know? Right. Like, um, yeah. whereas oh. like, you know, there's like a Honda, there's like a Honda theft scene in some of these like Massachusetts towns. Um, and like, like if with I the have, USB cord, <laughs> yeah, no, it's oh, just she's like, got an immobilizer, honey. yeah, yeah. It's just like, it, it's not a Kia. It's not a Hyundai. Um, the type R is great just because it's so sharp. It's so dialed. Um, mm-hmm. and it's the only, the only downfall is that it has the same fuel tank as the SI, which is like 11 gallons and it gets 30 or 26 to 32 miles per gallon versus like oh. the 42. So like I fill that as much as I had to fill my M3. This is slurping mm. it up. Yeah. That's yeah. a tiny tank. Like no matter what. It is. I mean, it's not like I'm paying more than 30 bucks every time I go to the gas station, but still, I'm going there all the time. Right. I mean, Meanwhile, like I've got a 20-gallon tank. Sorry. My Infiniti G35 had a 20-gallon tank, but it what? needed it. It needed it because yeah. that thing was like a gas-guzzling pig. It, on the highway, it was <laughs> like 25 maybe downhill with a draft, right? And like around town, I had that car for, I guess, like... Oh God, math is hard. 2015 to 2021, six years. And um, my running average, because I never reset the MPG like um, in the trip computer, was 16.9. So like you That's were, rough. if you were just like, you know, traipsing around town and everything, you were getting abysmal MPG on premium. They were, they were heavy. They were all wheel drive and they had the probably least efficient torque converter automatics ever. I swear, like a hundred horsepower was lost. Just you know what? <laughs> Mine was rear wheel drive, and it was automatic. That I will say, the steering column mounted paddle shifters that were magnesium. I was like, "Cunty, that was amazing. I loved that." And it did rev match um, downshift downshift rev matching. Yeah, yeah cool. in two thousand seven. That's like, great. I mean, it. You know, the dash was falling apart because they couldn't make a dashboard to save their lives. But I mean, just don't look at it. Just do you find <laughs> this is a little off topic and I don't mean to like hijack your interview, but like, do you find, do you find it weird 
in either direction when you're dating someone who is also a car person? Like, do you find that easier? Do you find it harder? Have you ever done that? Do you, would you rather date someone who shares that interest? Would you rather date someone who just doesn't give a fuck? Having, having dated a non-car person, I am orienting my sights towards another car person at the moment. I actually have never been able to date someone who is another car gay or, you know, that would, they would have to be gay. Right. They <laughs> so, would, they, yeah, technically. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I don't really necessarily believe that you have to have all the same interests as a partner, but I cannot tell you just like how disinterested my exes are when I like light up about like, yeah, the uh, F22 A4 engine in the 1990 Honda Accord is only different because it has like, you know, like, <laughs> and they're just like, shut the fuck up. Chris, your opinion? So I just got out of a relationship with somebody that is not, was not interested in cars at all. And I would send him like pictures of like Supras and ES 350s and stuff and be like, so what is this? Or like, what is this? And then, you know, we even had him on the pod uh, a couple of episodes ago and we did a whole quiz show with him and he knew what the brands were, but he didn't know what like the, um, uh, some of the makes were, I mean, some of the models, um, and I don't know. I mean, I've never dated anybody that has had a similar interest in cars that I have. Um, but I don't think as long as they're not into Teslas, then like, that's fine. <laughs> we like, draw the line. <laughs> we have boundaries. And we standards. have boundaries. And one so, boundary. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it is interesting because like there's one part of it where I feel such relief when someone isn't a car enthusiast because I'm like, oh, like I can not be at work i can right I, and i can explore a new interest like usually if you're someone's into something right like and it's really cool when you meet someone who has like a totally different set of of talents and interests that as long as they're willing to bring you into it respectfully yes. then i think that's like a really nice way to like learn a new world and also support someone's world um in so like hopes my that they do that back in return one would hope, yes. So like my ex, my ex, my now ex was into anime and drawing and I couldn't care less about that stuff. And like maybe Attack on Titan is like all I know. Right. And so he would be like, OK, well, you know, we can watch Jujutsu Kaisen or or, you know, Vampire Hunter D. And I'm like, oh, OK. And then we watched like all of these um, you know, Spirited Away, uh, you know, that that studio. And sure couldn't wrap my head around it but i kind of do agree with you in the sense that where it's like you know you don't have to kind of like go home to work so to speak and so like he would ask me about like you know he's interested in buying a car and so he's like asked me about like the alfa romeos or like a bmw or like this and i'm like don't buy an alfa buy a bmw so um depending on what bmw so now the relieving thing is when you do date a car person, the it's hard to find the right kind of car person because like you were saying earlier, like you interviewed somebody who like didn't has never opened the hood of a car before, but they're like, I love cars, and you're like, okay, we aren't the same. Um, but right. at the same time, um, when you date someone who is a car person and they're also like handy and technically inclined, it's such a relief when their car breaks and you are not responsible for its fix because that's yeah. the worst everyone sees a car yeah. they're like oh you like cars can you do my brake job and you're like i'll oh fucking kill myself in front of you. yes like yes. no i'm not <laughs> doing it oh my god tom my ex had a 2013 chevy sonic that had not been washed in four or five years when we started dating and i was like you got this car brand new 
and it is the most expensive thing you own, and you treat a Target-like Christmas tree decoration better than you treat this, like, entire vehicle. Like, it had a quart of oil in it because the oil filter housing gasket was leaking. Oh, my like, God. the check engine light was on. He was just like, like, no thoughts. This thing had, like, 70,000 miles. This is a fun new emoji. Right, but the, then <laughs> yeah. they, they're, they're coming to you. They're like, oh, it, it has a light. So you're like, oh, let me check. And then you see, like, the depths yes. of the problems. And it's like someone asking you to, like, come over and help them paint their house. And you're like, sure. But then you go there, and it's like a dilapidated cabin that's yes. been, like, infested by cockroaches, mice, and termites. And you're like, why are we fucking painting? Yes, you're like, Burn okay. it to the ground. You're like, priorities need to be adjusted here. You know what gives me such anxiety? This, the Sonic reminded me of this. People that have no fucking concept that their car has a timing belt, like if, if so equipped. And I, I cannot tell you how many people will come to me about a car question and be like, I drive this, blah, blah, blah. Anything I need to know about? And I'm like, okay, well, you just said a 2016 Honda Odyssey and it has 130,000 miles. Do you know what a timing belt is? And they're like, what? And I'm like, go get that done immediately <laughs> and like you, you cannot convince people they're just like but it's not broken i'm like it gonna break and it's gonna take everything out and they're like but that's expensive and i'm like it's yes tough. yes i'm like that's but like also thing things I, it's weird because like i feel bad oh, man this is where like it's just kind of like gender norms and and sexuality roles and things like that like a lot of people have like fucked up relationships with their like mean ass dads and like right. i was lucky where like my dad taught me a bunch of shit my dad spent time with me and did that kind of stuff and was like also yelled at me a lot because I was not handing him the correct tool or get the fuck away, away from me. It's taking me longer because you're here, but that's fine. Like he still like opened me to the idea of like DIYing your car shit, like change, like change your oil do your brakes. You can fix these things. These are things that you do not need to go to a dealership for. Um, yeah. And I, it just, I, didn't really, I didn't really get into that. My dad did my dad. That's how my dad, my dad's a mechanical engineer. And so like, that's how I got into all of this. But like, I was more interested in video games and stuff growing up. And I was just more about like the glitz and the glamor of like cars and like how, and like, I eventually caught up to the mechanics of it. And like, I'm, I'm more like, I know what a timing belt is. And like, you know, I, I know about that stuff now and I do all my own maintenance now, but yeah, I, I definitely, I see that. Um, but it is but tough I, to date someone who you're trying to bring up to speed on this stuff, especially when they just don't care. Like they really yes. don't care. And then it's stressful because like I have three cars. I know most of like all of our like car friends have a lot of cars. It's a lot to deal with and handle already. Mm -hmm. And then when you're dealing with someone being like, my car's making a noise and you're like, oh my God, like your fucking front subframe is detached. You're like, like it's, it's Bluetooth at this point. And they're looking at you like you're the bearer of bad news by telling them, like, your car's totaled. Like, you yeah. have, like, a $10,000 bill coming your way. Like, did you think you could just not service this 97 Mercedes wagon for the rest of your life? Like, what the <laughs> fuck were you thinking? And, and they, they are and so they, incredulous at that. Is right? this and coming they, from experience? This sounds too specific to not be an experience. <laughs> yeah, that one you. actually is really, that one's really specific. <laughs> that car literally split in half. That one was funny. Um, he was nice about it. But then I had another boyfriend who. It split in um, half? He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that poor car. Oh my God. I remember him like sitting, he goes, I heard a sound and he like took a picture of the front of the car and it had just been like, it looked like it was dumped, like, like a stance car. And I was like, and I was oh. like, can you get under there and take a picture? And every, like the whole subframe was cracked and destroyed. And I was like, do not drive that car. And then that was the end of that. 
Um, it got towed oh. away for like cars for kids. And that was that, that was my cars recommendation. But then another one, uh, had like the Subaru, like a really nice Subaru Impreza, if you can call those nice. Um, and it was like brand new. It had like 3000 miles on it. It was like decent. And he, we were pulling out of his parking garage on our way to go to like a trivia night with his friends. And he slammed it into a corner, like into like the, the pillar as we were pulling around and like the thing is I had been in the car with him a few times and he had always like put like the sidewall of the tire, like on the curb. And I was always like, Ugh. and, but it had a lot of sidewall. So I'm like, we're fine. But this right. particular evening he, so he was like on his phone trying to put on like Taylor Swift or something. And as I, do. as we were Basic. going in a straight line, I took, I, I, I just, I took his phone from him and I'm like, I'll plug it in. And so as I'm plugging it in, he takes the right, and slams into this and the car's like on two wheels for a second. And I'm like, oh my God. And then we go out and he like leaves the garage. And I was like, we should look at that. And he goes, well, no, no, I do that all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> you do that all the time. Cause I'm like, I've definitely seen your car and it doesn't have a giant like dent or hole in it. And I'm pretty sure you don't do that all the time. Like you touch the curb with your wheel and I'm like, let me just take a quick peek. Cause I'm thinking, I'm like, I think we may have like done this to a rear wheel. Right. And I'm like, I don't really want to get on the highway like that. Yeah. So, but I, but I get out of the, Oh, sorry. No, no. I get out of the car and I look and I'm like the door, the frame, like the wheel was okay, but like the, there was chassis damage. Um, and then he was very upset and then upset at me because he was like, how much do you think that's going to cost? I'm like, we're looking at like minimum $5,000. And uh -huh. he was furious <laughs> that I would say this. And I was like, I mean, maybe it's cheaper if, um, <laughs> if <laughs> like, like I I'm not the one that crashed into a fucking wall that was yeah. not out of nowhere. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. But can I, can I say, and I think that this is what, and this is what I tell my dad all the time too, is that the majority of these, and my dad, the way that you guys are speaking about this right now, and you're like, the, and how like astounded y'all are about this is That's kind of how my dad hard. is whenever I talk to my dad about how like people don't take care of their cars. That is a majority of the of the consumers that buy these mm -hmm. cars, though, you know, understand that they have like a, a cabin air filter or, you know, that they have to change the spark plugs. Because when I got my Z3, you know, the spark plugs look burnt to a fucking crisp. So, you know, I had to, you know, change it all out. And then the, the brake fluid was cocoa brown. So it's like, you know, it was it it's just by and large, like the majority of people. You know, and I think that that is probably why more people are like gung ho for electric cars, because really the only thing you have to do is change the brake fluid and like the washer fluid and then maybe some of the components. But like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my two cents on that. It's just that like that's just the majority of people, I think. Anyways, anyways, just, I want to switch it. I want to switch. Sorry, it sorry. No, no, it's okay. You went on a really long tangent, but it's totally fine. I so when when my hookup friend told me about your channel, I definitely, I definitely like stalked your channel a little bit, and I noticed that like in the so you've been doing this for like eight years, right? Yeah, like you've yeah. had a YouTube channel for about eight years now. And you had um, started off kind of doing like more of a vlog style. Um, and then like it, you also like included like your relationship stuff. And then you also did like um, like some skits here and there. Um, you know, what what kind of led you to do more of just like just POV, just that kind of realm? I got into a growth mindset because I was like, oh, I want to do this. And I had been 
work like the vlogs and stuff are really you're you're limited to like what you're able to do right like if you're like oh i want to go and do some like fun off-roading vlog it's like well yeah but only if your friends are taking three or four trucks out to go off-roading like that's not like a, a wednesday morning where you're like well i guess i'll film something like that's opportunity well, if you're me it is but you know, <laughs> you know like a, a lot of things end up being opportunity based a lot of things like most life does not have a story. It's not a beginning, middle, right. end. It is very much like, and it, and it's, and it can be a nightmare if you're trying to write a story for every episode and it can really suck the life out of it. Whereas like a car review, it's like, here's the car, here's how it drives. Here's what I think. And that's the end. Enjoy it or don't like, right. So then it became a thing where it was like, I wanted to do POV because I liked the simplicity of it. I like not having to show myself because I don't always look my best. I don't always feel confident. I don't, I don't always want anyone to see me. Um, I don't want to have to always like have this thing of like, oh my God, like people are going to be like really mean to me because I haven't had a haircut or because I didn't shave or because whatever, like, and I just didn't want to deal with it. So the POV really allowed me to just do whatever I want, whenever I want, and with only one camera. Um, but more importantly, I didn't have to do the bullshit like O-face for a zero to 60 test. And the liberation of that is really good because that makes I a lot of sense. cannot, from that perspective. <laughs> I cannot look at another person and go, oh, like, it's so fucking stupid. Literally and, coming from my brand, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, I also, it's no, just, I get it. I get it though. I do. I, I stopped watching people because I was like, Oh, and it was just like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do, I couldn't look at a new face. I got to a point where like, I couldn't look at a new face. I was like, look, I've already got Seb Delaney, Shmi, Matt Farah, Paul Wallace. Uh, oh, I love Shmi. Like Sam and all these people. And I'm like, I cannot I, stare at another face. I can't get to know another person. I just, just show me the effing car. Um, and so I was like, well, then I'll be the person that shows them the effing car. Uh, and then that's I kind of that Yeah. So, well, I mean, I was doing it with Winding Road Magazine anyway, because I was doing freelance with, um, with, with the POV stuff on Winding Road Magazine for quite a while. And I was like, you know what, if I just do this on my own and churn it out, um, I can, I can make the same content make more views get more money and then maybe it'll turn out because like at that point like i said i was focused on growth and it was like what are people going to consume and what can i produce because i'm an engineer so i'm like focused on manufacturing so i'm like what can i actually realistically produce over and over and over and over again with the lowest overhead with the lowest time with the lowest stress that's actually going to be enjoyable for the foreseeable future and that's where it came down to yeah i think i definitely agree uh with that sentiment of like the, the easiest to churn out because I have also started to do, cause I mean, a lot of people do POV videos, right. And like, it's just, it's super simple to just like, you know, put it on, like you can either like strap it to your head or you can put it on a hat or whatever. Um, especially when it comes to the driving and for someone like me who literally, I mean, I thrive more on TikTok with my content. And so like, and I have to post like three videos a day in order for me to even like get like the traction that I need. Wow. Um, and so, crazy. and so, but I do have these OEMs now giving me cars and I do have dealerships paying me to do reviews. Yeah. So I'm like, well, how the fuck? And I, it's just me. And so I'm like, how am I going to do this? You know, and, and all of this content. And I do have like a moon, I moonlight as a videographer sometimes. And so I have all this stuff I have to do. And so like that, that con like I have a CX 30 POV drive that I'm coming out with that 
where I still do like, cause I just came out with like the Colorado video where I compared my 22 to the third gen, the new sure. 23s. So I will do the first person or the, the third person view of me, but then uh, you know, for like the CX. I'm not. Uh, also, please don't take my rant as me shitting on that as a thing. It's no, no, no what, I don't think you are. It's what guided me at the time where I was just like, I, I, I was like, okay, I think I need, I need to differentiate in some way um, for those reasons, basically, which is what kind of kept me doing that. Plus, I had access to cars that nobody has access to, um, which is what I think my brand kind of ends up being hinged on is um, mm-hmm. rare classics or cars that have just objectively never been filmed in that way. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe you'll see a lot of, of filming is really interesting for those cars. Yeah. A lot of times you'll, you'll have only seen these cars from the perspective of rolling onto the lawn at Pebble Beach or something and right. to be able to take them out and actually experience what it's like to operate something like that, like an old Speedster or old Rolls Royces or Aston Martins or Ferraris or whatever. Whatever it is, or like, you know, Zagato bodied lunches or something like these are cars that objectively have never been shown. Um, and, and also I think most car content for, since I was a kid and up till now, even it, it is always very glorified content, right? We only show the car in the best light. We only get the best rolling shots. We only show this and that. And yet what I want to know is how do you start it? Yeah. Right. What's it like to get it rolling in first gear? Is it synchronized first gear? Do you have to be at a complete stop? You got to double clutch it on the way down because these are not things that are shown. And if you start looking closely at any of the major, major car video producers, you miss all of it and they don't show it to you. Um, And I'm like, I just want to show like a very unmysterious, unglamorized version because it's a fucking car, whether it costs 20 grand or 10 million. It's a car. You have to drive it. So how do you start it? Where's the fuel pump uh, switch if it has one? Um, What's the procedure? Are the brakes good? Or, you know, we watch all these things, especially like LFA content is always like video gamey. And I'm like, let's just go for a drive and see what it's like. Is it shitty over potholes? I mean, like, what's the deal? Like, and everyone's just doing their bit and that's fine. I think it looks really good and it's fun to watch, but it's kind of like watching Ferris Bueller's day off and he's getting into a Ferrari 250 GT California short wheelbase. And then they show the odometer. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but the gauges they show. Yeah. Except that it's Smith's gauges from an E-type Jag or something like those are not not noticed. Those are not Veglia gauges on a fucking 250. Oh my gosh. Interesting. The detail, the level of detail in that reminds me, I forget what movie it was, but it was a movie that came out in like the like 2010s or something. Maybe it was Ladybird, and um, it's supposed to be like set in like the early two thousands. They cut to like a New York City scene, and I'm like, that is a 2016 Chevrolet Traverse. Like you have broken any and all illusion of period. I love when that happens. Can can I tell you the worst offender of this entire thing that you just said? Uh Ready for this? It's gay too, so it totally fits. Dallas Buyers Club, Matthew McConaughey sitting at his desk has a fucking Aventador poster behind him. And it's supposed to be 1983. Yeah. Yeah. How did I miss that? I've seen that movie. Right 
Orange Aventador. I watched this on an airplane when it was new. Like, it had just gone to, like, Delta Video or whatever. Uh-huh. And I stood up on this fucking plane. <laughs> and some of my, my neighbor was like, what? And I'm like, I have no one to yell about this with right now. And this is like, like... the fucking audacity. I was pissed. Oh, <laughs> my God. I fuck didn't catch that. I'm like, you're telling me that in a studio, in a fucking film set with Matthew McConaughey, there's nobody in there who has enough money to know that that car is not period correct? Bullshit. You're right. Like they have, they have. I'm sure they have like consultants for like cars, uh. furniture, outfits, like all these things. And it's like, who the fuck set up that room and was like, yeah, we're gonna leave like a 13 year old's Lamborghini poster on the wall. Yeah, like, that's yeah. 30 years in the future. Right. <laughs> like insane. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's my that that one really pissed me off. Like I can forgive the 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 Ferris Bueller thing, but that's like uh-huh. unforgivable. Oh my god, do you have any favorite like movie cars speaking of because Ooh. my own example of my favorite movie car is I bought my ML320, my 99 ML specifically because it was the exact spec that Carolyn Burnham drives in American Beauty and I am a faggot. So like <laughs> movie cars or just like the hero car I, I imagine that I am a, a, a realtor woman with a, blo- a bob uh, every time I drive her. Like, do, do, you have anything, do you have anything like that for you that you're just like that car in that movie? Like, even if it's not something that's like that interesting, just does it for you? I think um, uh, uh, this, this 1957 Speedster in Harper is probably one of my favorite movie cars. Ooh. And the, um, the the Bullet Mustang in Bullet um is really good those are those are cars that like really get me going um man that's tricky yeah those those two i think really like the the thing i like about the the speedster and harper is that like most of the time when you have like a movie car they're like beautiful they're perfect they're excellent it's like oh what a great car harper even in like the 1960s he's driving the speedster through los angeles and it's already a piece of shit. Like he is, it's, it looks like David Duchovny's nine, six, four or whatever, like that beat up in Californication. Like, and so it's uh-huh. funny because you're watching this and he kind of is supposed to be like this ragtag kind of detective guy. And he's driving this speedster. And like for a second, like your brain has to click over. Cause like, Hey, you're trying to figure out like the period correctness of all this. Right. And then you're like, in my brain, I'm like, that speedster is worth $400,000 today. But uh-huh. what he's really driving is this ratty old piece of shit, which is very funny that, you know, he's driving a 10 year old car in the movie and it's already beaten up. And it's right. kind of indicative of how he treats things, women, hi- himself. Um, it's symbolism. <laughs> yeah, it's really oh great. Stranger Things. What's the, 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 it's the seven series. The seven uh, series. Steve drives. Oh, yes. yeah. I can't fucking watch when he's driving that car because it has like a beat up turn signal marker and it's supposed to be like brand new like rich boy driving a seven it's supposed to be his right? dad's car yeah. yeah it's supposed to be like yeah and so oh my I, god i actually found the company in atlanta that sources cars and it was the one that sources them for stranger things and like you can register your vehicle with them and like i i keep wanting to do it with my cars because i'm like i would literally piss myself don't do my it they, they beat the shit out of them they ruin your cars but these ones this one this specific one does not. They, okay. They, okay. they come and pick it up with a trailer. They're like, they, they don't, they don't, it's like background cars only. It's not like, um, um, like the main cars, but yeah, no, like I, I would only do that if I'd be like, you cannot fucking look at it. You can't touch it, which of course I'd be like, get away from me. But, and then, and then it ends up in a transformer movie where it gets blown to smithereens <laughs> and just like exploded. 
I would um, split in half. In recent in recent history, I, I mean, you've already, I mean, you've been in Fire Island. You probably already got split in half. I know you I should was, be so lucky. Anyway, so to wrap up, so what do you have? Uh, I, what do you have coming up in the future? Like that is exciting that um, you can talk about. Oh God, I I so the greatest joy of my life is that I kind of just operate in almost real time so like mm-hmm. i have some things planned there's some things happening but like at the same time i'm just like i go with what happens and i there's always cars there's always something and if i don't have something wild i have my own cars i've got my 911 i've got my m5 i've got my type r like i can go on road trips i can do what i need to do my friends are bizarro world people who are always just like you need something for whatever go take it and that's always nice um and yeah, I mean, so I've got, I'm doing a Bridgestone trip on the camping trip in the mm-hmm. Cascades that I'm like excited, nervous, all the things, but like Davis will take care of me. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure? then what else? Uh, yeah, there's some, some stuff going on in Montana later on. I'm doing a rally with, um, some of my friends where we take, um, we, uh, team champagne ninjas, where we take a, some of his fleet. Uh, we're going from, Connecticut to Stowe, Vermont to Ottawa City, Canada, uh, the last weekend of September. And we're going to be taking um, the SL65 Black Series, the uh, CLK DTM convertible. Oh, uh, the Lexus LFA, the uh, supercharged uh, Caprice PPV that looks like a cop car that keeps everyone out of our way. Um, probably one of the wagons, so either an RS six wagon or he has an RS, a B five RS four wagon. Um, that's a safari build. I'm Um, moving to, I'm moving to Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I don't know if we're going to actually be taking this, but he bought a, um, a WRC group B rally car, an actual car that it was an, it's an Audi S one Quattro. Um, and we, it is street legal and we, there's a chance that we're taking it. Um, it's going to be very uncomfortable if we take it, but Mm. it will be a a fucking showstopper if we're rolling around Canada in that thing. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be a crew no matter what though, with like the stuff you've already listed off. Like, uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So like, there's just always fun stuff happening. There's always like, I mean, I'm going to try to get out to California for like two to four weeks in January, February, maybe, um, because I want to, like, I just like to get out of the, the winter for a bit. Um, we did that last year and we had a great fleet of press cars that was just kind of rotating on our doorstep. So it looked like Forza Horizon at our Airbnb. And it was <laughs> fantastic. That. Like that was really fun. And it is, it is such a weird and humbling thing when you like look out of your window and see like, you know, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Porsches, and Maseratis sitting in the driveway. And all you're thinking is like, oh God, there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, you're <laughs> just like, you're like uh-huh, I have okay. to drive those. This is okay. Right. This is okay. <laughs> We're going to have a good day. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, well, thank you, Tom, for coming on today's episode. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Oh my God, please um, come back. I have so yeah. many more things to say. Like I want to have all of the conversations with you guys. This is really and fun. Yes, we must. We absolutely will. So and, uh, tell the people, tell the people where they can find you. 
You can find me on Instagram at Tedward underscore IG because some nerd is at Tedward. Um, and then you can find me uh, YouTube. Just type in Tedward and type in any car you think you want to see me drive. I've probably driven it. Um, it's disgusting at this point uh, when I look through like the list and I'm like, I don't, and I don't like remember half of it. People are like, oh, have you ever driven one of these? I'll say no. And then like a few days later, I'm like, wait a minute. And then I'll go look it up and I'm like, ah. I that's spent incredible. like a good amount of time with that car and uh-huh. now I remember it. But yeah, it's, that's a, that's a luxury when you forget, like I saw somebody parked a 911 R next to a, the Jag E type that I was driving that day. And I was like, I want to drive a 911 R. And as I'm pulling away, I'm like, wait, I've done that. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you wake up at like 2 a.m. in a cold sweat. Like oh, I did drive that. 911 I did drive that. That was yeah. good. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Um, oh yeah. my God. So, all right, cool. Well, um, Chris, do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Or do you, do you want to try it? I want you to do, but before that, I want to say one final parting comment, Tom, I cannot communicate to you how excited it makes me feel to have this level of conversation with you and from a successful, prominent creator who is queer in the automotive community. So that means the world to me because I don't necessarily, I rarely feel like I'm a resource for that. I rarely feel like I'm the person who makes someone feel like not othered in the community or whatever. Cause I just, I'm just, and it feels really nice to hear like when, when, when younger people or when like peers say that, cause it's just like, yeah, I guess like just doing the thing is enough, you know, like being out it here is. doing it and, and not being afraid. Like, you know, like I've, I've had boyfriends on my Instagram. I've had boyfriends on the channel. I don't mm-hmm. separate that that much. I mean, I'm not going to like prominently show a guy that I'm probably going to dump in six months, but like, <laughs> You're not showing whole, but you're showing heart. <laughs> oh my no, god, that's, that's the episode title. That's the t-shirt. You're not showing whole, but you're showing heart. Oh my god. Yeah. And I uh, honestly, like it just I, I think I think the biggest thing in the automotive community right now is that the automotive community is very polarizing in so many ways, whether it be like political or machismo or gender or just the idea that fuck BMW, Mercedes right. for life. Like it's like, bro, it's a car relax. People getting yeah. fights on my Instagram comments with the, like, they're really mean to each other. And I'm like, why? It's a, it's an Acura. Right. Leave it. It's right. fine. Just don't buy it. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope hope we can bring a little more chill and acceptance. And I want people to try things. And I don't mean they have to go and kiss boys if they don't want to. But they should drive cars that are other wheel drive. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're just try something, figure it out because it's all horizons. Absolutely. And I think that's something that like our community, whether it has to do with sexuality or not, I think we are all pretty good at encouraging people to look outside the box and try things. Um, Oh, outside the box is also a good title for this episode. (laughs) 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 On that note, Christopher, would you like to end this for us? All right. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And a special shout out to those watching on our YouTube channel. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on that avenue. Um, We now have our subscription-based platform open for... Nope. We now have our donation avenue open for... uh, If you would like to contribute to our channel um, via Spotify, you can donate $0.99, $4.99, or $9.99. Cancel at any time. 
Uh, and we are also available wherever you get your podcasts, uh, any RSS feed type uh, podcast outlet. Uh, we are there and uh, we're not going anywhere. So um, thank you again, Tom, for being on today's episode. And uh, that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.